24-7 podcast. I'm Blake Alderman. I'm joined by Luke Stampini. Uh, it's been a pretty busy couple weeks in the spring recruiting evaluation period going on. Florida, many other coaches are hitting across the country, top recruits, spring practice going on. So it's a pretty busy uh, month and a half that we've got coming up here. Uh, Luke Stampini, our very own, he's been busy too. He's out there like a college coach hitting uh, all these high schools out there, t- uh, checking in on lots of these Florida targets that are getting ready to start their spring practices. Uh, Luke, one of the guys, uh, first for you, was going to actually see a 300-pound offensive lineman and four-star Joshua Braun out of Live Oak Swanee. Uh, He played in a tennis uh, state tournament, so uh, he's got some news, three official visits set. Uh, Luke, I guess, what's been going on there? Yeah, first of all, it was interesting watching a 330-pound guy play tennis, but beyond that, uh, three official visits coming, and those are kind of the three schools that he will probably decide from. His first trip will be to Florida, followed that up with a, an official visit to South Carolina, and his final official visit will be Georgia. And like I said, one of those schools uh, will separate themselves from the pack. And we actually got Josh uh, to talk about those upcoming trips and how important they are as he sees all three schools as quality programs that he could eventually pick. And so he's going to be very nitpicky on these official visits. When you get to high caliber SEC schools with good academics, they're all basically the same. And then there are, there are little things that'll set them apart. And that's what I hope to discover on the official visits. What are some of those little things that could set them apart as you go on these officials? Or what exactly are you looking um, for on those officials? In the past, when I've been not critiquing, but you have to find, because I mean, to be honest, all school is great, mm-hmm. and if you get a scholarship to any of them, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So when you have so many schools that you can go to, you have to be nitpicky. Mm-hmm. And so a few, to the, few of the things that we've nitpicked are just nu- nutrition, um, facilities as in the plan for expansion. Mm-hmm. So if a school is landlocked and they can't improve on anything, um, that weighs into the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, nutrition facilities, academics, the academic opportunities that each school could give me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, as I said before, any school, a college education is a college education, but it's the little things within that that'll set the academic part apart from each of mm-hmm. those schools. All right, that was Josh breaking it down as far as what he's going to look for on those official visits before he makes his decision. And his decision is going to be coming up quick. It's going to be uh, you know, a, a June, July, maybe potentially August decision. I My guess is he doesn't make it to August. I'm not sure he makes it to the end of July for Friday Night Lights that Florida always has. Um, I guess heading into the, the, the buzz around him, I guess lately is maybe it could be Georgia that has the slight edge heading into these three trips. Uh, he was there for their spring game and they're getting the final official visit. I think that is part of the reason why uh, pe- some people think Georgia may have the edge. Uh, you know, some some do believe Florida, you know, may have the edge. They got the proximity to home. Uh, I know others uh, at South Carolina seem to think they at least have a fighting chance as well. Uh, so whilst, you know, maybe Georgia has the edge, I, I still think these official visits will be very important, like he discussed. 
Absolutely. And you know, that official visit to Florida is on May 18th. He'll be there. Uh, a lot of target, top targets, that is, uh, with their big cookout weekend they have going on there. The one hang up for me here is that this seems like a big time academic kid. Florida obviously has the pitch of academics and sports there. You know, coming off a big season, I know their big pitch is, you know, top 10 in academics, top 10 in sports. So I think there's some staying power there. But again, you know, two visits to Georgia this spring, getting that last official visit, you know, it, it definitely favors Georgia when you look at it from that aspect. Sure. It should worry Florida. Florida fans uh, that he didn't show up to Florida spring game. He went to Georgia spring game. Um, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what shakes out. I, I think the, the official visits will be very important. If someone can knock out one of those trips out of the park for him, I think they can absolutely take the lead and get his commitment uh, this summer. Luke, another pair of linemen uh, from the more northern part of the state. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll group them in as a package deal just because it's been like that for a while. And we're talking four-star Chance Williams and Jalen Rivers, uh, defensive end in Chance and an offensive tackle in Jalen, a uh, pair of four-star out of Oak Leaf up in uh, Orange Park near the Jacksonville area. Luke, we've talked about them on this podcast. We, we kind of thought a while back, Georgia-Florida battle. I don't know that there's been a ton of change there, but I guess what's kind of the buzz coming out of the that stop that you made there? Yeah, it seems like the further we go in this recruitment, the more murkier, I guess, it gets. You know, early on, we thought for sure it was Florida. Uh, they visited Georgia, and they're given quotes about thinking about committing, and so then we're thinking it could be Georgia. Um, and, you know, I go and visit, and it – Sounds like they were split at one time. One was leaning in one school, one was leaning in another school. And then we find out that uh, Miami gets them on campus this summer or this spring after uh, the coaching change. And Miami's now kind of sort of a dark horse in this recruitment as well. And so, like, I think Florida will get them, uh, but I'm not super confident about it. Like, I, I think in the end, Florida will be the pick. Um, but you know, we'll see how things shake out. They want to take visits and a, and a decision is coming real quick. Um, and so, you know, we'll see what shakes out, I guess. You know, the thing for me is that package deals are hard to come by in this day and age. I mean, I know some happen, some don't, but I mean, they've been pretty adamant on it, but it definitely seems like there's some chinks in the armor there with them, you know, kind of split, maybe one going one way, may go in the other. So, I don't know. Do you think that they stick with that package deal, or does it seem like maybe that could even be murky? They actually said, uh, Chance actually said that they thought about sending out a tweet, hey, our, our recruitments are open. We're no longer a package deal. We're going to go our separate ways because they they were split on schools. Now it seems like they're back to kind of being in line with one another. Uh, they're going to go uh, to the same school. I mean, these, these guys have been friends for a long time. Their families have been friends for a long time, and, you know, I, I – they're going to be a package deal um, based on what they say right now. I think for me, at the end of the day, I, I think I'm going to stick with the Florida-Georgia battle. I, I do think, I agree with you, you don't show up to Miami and not have a legitimate reason to drive down there for. But I, I think for now, I'm going to stick with Florida-Georgia. But again, we'll see. It's definitely becoming less of a slam dunk, if you want to call it that, as we kind of go along here. Sure. And my 24-7 sports crystal ball prediction for both of them is on the Florida Gators. I'm I'm keeping it on the Gators. I, I still think they're going to be the pick. I just I'm not I'm not willing to put money on it. Is all. Sure, we won't make you put any money on. It. You can keep your dollar bills. Uh, Luke, one guy that hasn't visited Florida in quite a while. He's a former Florida commit. He backed off that earlier this year. I'm talking four stars back. Kevon Lee out of Clearwater. 
Um, he's coming off a Penn State official visit. He's visited Bama. He's visited LSU. He hasn't been to Florida in quite a while. Do you feel like Florida is fading there? Okay, so if you listen to Kevon Lee's quotes about the University of Florida, it sounds like Florida is fading. But I got the sense he may be sandbagging the Gators a little bit, maybe trying to throw people off their scent. I, me personally, I think Florida is still in it. I think they're still going to be in it in the end. Uh, but LSU is an absolutely very real threat for Kevon Lee. Uh, the LSU Tigers have done a good job recruiting him made him feel like a priority. Coach Orgeron has, has taken uh, a key role in his recruitment, and, and he plans to take an official there. And the quotes, if you read the article we wrote on uh, Swamp 24-7 with Kevon Lee, and you read those quotes that he said about Florida, they don't sound good. He claimed that he didn't hear much from Florida and stuff like that. But he did the interview in a Florida Gators pullover. you know, like, uh, And I just got the sense that Eh, maybe he wasn't being completely forthright and you know these kids like to create some drama sometimes nothing wrong with that and maybe throw people off their off the scent a little bit uh, we'll see but uh i think florida will be in it penn state we'll see if they have staying power i know they got him up on campus for an official but they use that official visit really early for a guy that doesn't plan to make a decision until november december um now so we'll see what happens, what moves uh, goes on moving forward. But I, I'm predicting in the end, once we get to November, it's going to be a Florida LSU battle. I agree with you there. My 24-7 sports crystal ball is still on Florida. I put it on there way back when he committed. I think it was even last year. I haven't changed it yet. I'm not feeling super confident. I don't think I should. I mean, the guy hasn't showed up on campus since February, but... I haven't heard enough to make me change it yet, and I don't think Florida's out of it. I, I agree with you. I think LSU is the biggest threat. I I'm not really worried too much about Penn State coming that official visit. I think for a Florida guy, you, you used your official visit a little early anyways because those guys, man, there's a lot of recruitment left there. But I, I agree with you. I think it's a Florida-LSU battle, but I, I do think that we're in a little bit of maybe even starting to get into the red zone here. Florida needs to get this guy back on campus. Yeah, he mentioned that he may be up for the, bar uh, the barbecue that you mentioned on May 18th. Uh, so Florida does need to get him on campus uh, again. He hasn't, like you said, been on campus since he decommitted. Um, so, you know, I think the other thing we need to look at is what the two teams have signed the previous class. Penn State signed a pair of top 100 running backs. Uh, LSU, a pair of top 100 running backs, one of them being five-star John Emery. And Kevon Lee's talking about being able to come in and play right away. And while Florida did sign Naquan Wright in the 2019 recruiting class, I, I don't think anyone believes Naquan is quite on the level of those guys. And it's only one running back. It's not two running backs that he would be competing with. So if he's really looking at the depth chart as closely as he seems to be leading on, he'll see, I think, four true freshmen possibly at those two other schools that are getting burned, getting carries that he'll have to go in and, and compete with. Uh, so – We'll see how the Florida running back uh, situation shakes out. But I, I think in the end, the Florida running back situation will look a little bit more appealing. It'll be a little bit older. Uh, P. Ryan's going to be graduating. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. Sure. Not a lot of true, you know, bona fide depth there. I mean, Damian Pierce was great as a freshman. From what Absolutely. we saw of him, you know, Malik Davis has been good, but the injury there. So, you know, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's maybe as defined of what Florida has in the running back stable there. So, Correct. especially with P. Ryan going. Uh, we're going to stick with the Tampa area, uh, another Florida target. 
this is a Florida legacy and a three-star uh, Jesuit t- uh, tight end, Jonathan Odom. He's already used two official visits. He's been to Florida. He was there for the spring game. He was there at LSU that weekend before in April. Uh, Luke, again, this is a Florida legacy guy. Uh, both of our 24-7 sports crystal balls are on the Gators. I guess what do you think kind of coming in after that meeting with him? Yeah, this is another LSU-Florida battle for me right now. Uh, spoke to Jonathan Odom. He raved about LSU and the energy that they're bringing on the recruiting trail. Um, and he talked about Florida and that legacy. And, you know, like we mentioned, his father was an All-American at Florida offensive lineman. And, you know, he gave his comments on, is there pressure to stay home? So my parents are trying to not let it at all. Um, my mom's biggest thing, she likes me. She wants to be able to drive to my games, be able to, you know, <laughs> I can want to be able to send you a meal I cook or something <laughs> like that, you know, just be able to see me a lot. Um, so that's why her, my dad's more of the guy who's like, hey, you know, this is your journey. You know, obviously you love it. If we go to, you go to Florida, we're going to love it. But if you don't go to Florida, we're going to love it as much as, you know, mm-hmm. as if you went there because this isn't, this isn't me playing. This isn't, you know, my legacy's over. I'm retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so they're really... Which I, I really like is, you know, I do like Florida a lot, like for my own, not because my dad, not because not of anybody else, but I do like it a lot. So that was Odom talking about, you know, following his parents to, to Florida, if that's uh, if there's any pressure there. You know, as he said, there's there's not it's his choice. It's up to him. Uh, he likes Florida on his own. And, you know, I, I think in the end, Florida will win out. But, you know, LSU, I guess, is is making it tight. You know, we've seen a lot of Florida LSU battles here, uh, especially for a guy. It's weird because when we got a legacy guy, we're talking here, but we've heard his comments. It doesn't sound like there's any kind of pressure or anything there. But, you know, I think with Florida alone, this guy brings something to the stable of tight ends that you don't have with his size. I mean, I think worst case, you could even have a guy that grows into an offensive lineman. And I mean, if he follows in his father's footsteps, I think he'll be okay there. But, you know, it just seems like Maybe the fact of being the legacy just doesn't have the staying power there. I, I don't know. I, I'm not – in the end, I, I think Florida gets him. But, man, LSU is really making this one – It's from what you read in the comments when you spoke with him on 24-7 Sports, it just seems like LSU is not going to make this easy for them. No, they're not. I mean, he's a talented kid. He's an inline kid. Like you mentioned, that's something that Florida doesn't have at the tight end position, a true why that, uh, that will play attached to the offensive line, not a guy that you have to move around. Um, a guy that can help as a blocker on the edge. And, you know, I think that's why he's so valuable to LSU. That's why Florida is making him a priority. Uh, I, I think he also wants to go through the recruiting process. That's the other thing here. Uh, he, he will, by the time this is posted, will probably already be on Ohio State's campus for an unofficial visit. He insists that he will take an official visit to Purdue in June. He's still looking for two other official visits to take. So I think he's a guy that, you know, he just wants to go through the process and and he's going to get the most out of it. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to stretch this all the way to signing day. That's not the case at all. He's trying to commit before the season starts. It's just this these spring and summer months, he wants to, to experience recruiting and, and all that it brings. Luke, this was a guy that we, we kind of called an audible when we were planning out the trips that you made there. And this is a, a guy who... I don't think enough people are really talking about him. This is a guy with a really solid offer list. He's a position of need for every school. And we're talking about Jensen Beach, uh, defensive tackle Emmanuel Rogers. Uh, this was a guy that you got to watch uh, today in action. Um, Florida offered, uh, I think it was in February following a, a, a junior day visit. I guess what's going on there, man? He's not a guy that does a lot of interviews. So this is uh, a little bit of some exclusive news here. 
Yeah, so you're talking about Emmanuel Rogers, defensive tackle out of Jensen Beach. Doesn't do many interviews, as you said. Jensen Beach isn't exactly up on everyone's uh, schedule to to go see. But Emmanuel is a six foot five, six foot four, somewhere in there. Heights legit. Over 300 pound defensive tackle that has some athleticism. As we know, or those who follow college football recruiting know, defensive tackles with size and athleticism are highly coveted. Uh, if you follow Florida Gators recruiting, you know the defensive tackle spot has not been one that Florida's cleaned up shop on lately. But with uh, Emmanuel Rogers, three schools recruiting him the hardest, and those three schools are in line to get official visits for him. Those are the Florida Gators. Florida State Seminoles and Tennessee Volunteers. All three have gotten him on campus. All three have made a, a strong impression on him. As far as maybe who's leading among those those two or those three, I think it's tough to say right now. I'm not even sure in his own mind he has an idea. Uh, but it's I, it's those three schools right now. And you know he's a big athletic guy. Right now only rated as a three star prospect at 24/7 Sports. Uh, I think you're going to see him push for a, a fourth star and see his ranking continue to move up as as this process goes on. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is, is you can't have enough defensive tackles on a roster, especially with Florida. I think this is a guy that this is the year that David Turner really needs to get after it. And he needs to go in there. I know I believe Florida has already been by this week to see him, um, I, I guess, uh, is the relationship with Turner, I guess, did he speak on that at all? I guess what's what's kind of going on there? I mean, this is a guy who's only been here a couple months, and he's going to have to play a little bit of catch-up to know these guys. Yeah, Turner's already been by the school and, and shown his face and, and is already building a relationship with Rodgers. Uh, I think that's a good thing that we've seen from Coach Turner early on is he's going around and showing his face to some of these top defensive linemen. It is a huge priority for the Gators this cycle, and there's a lot of a lot on his shoulders uh, – as far as being able to go out and, and sign not only a deep defensive line class, but a talented defensive line class. And so he's getting out and seeing these guys. He's already built a relationship with Manny. And, you know, we'll see see if Florida can can pull him away. Jumping back up to the uh, Jacksonville side of the state, uh, you were in to see uh, Alabama commit Jacquez Robinson. He's a uh, three-star cornerback out of Sandalwood High School. You also were able to post some uh, VIP recruiting notes on his recruitment on, on Swamp 24-7 earlier this week. I guess, what, what were you either able to gather in that recruitment where it stands right now? Yeah, Florida was in a great shape with him before he committed to Alabama. Um, and I think Florida's going to have staying power with him throughout. He's committed to Alabama, but I think that commitment is shaky at best. I honestly don't think he ends up at Alabama. This is another this is another recruit that Florida's battling LSU with as well. So LSU's right there in the mix, uh, trying to flip him with Florida. It's kind of those three teams. It's Alabama, it's Florida, and it's LSU. Uh, he spoke with Nick Saban recently said that kind of helped reaffirm his commitment to the tide. We'll see. He still has plenty of visits that he's going to take. He's not bashful about admitting that, not bashful about, you know, going out and seeing other schools. Uh, he was plans to be at Florida on May 18th for the barbecue as well. And so kind of those three schools right now, I'd say the three SEC schools for him. You know, I actually talked to him 
um, on the March uh, junior day that Florida had. He came up there. He was there with his dad. And I think one of the comments that he made to me, and I wrote something up on Swamp 24-7 following that visit, was that you know he showed a little bit of state pride in, in Florida. You know, I'm a Florida boy. Does Florida does staying in the state interest me? And he was very upfront and you know that yeah that that matters to me. Again, I know this guy that's a Florida boy still has committed to his team outside of the state. So you know, eh. but I do think in the end, just from the family pool there, I, I do think that Florida is is very able to pull this one off. I, I can see it happening. Yeah, and the the thing of note with Jacquez Robinson is that Dan Mullen has taken a kind of a leadership role in this recruitment and, and has kind of started to recruit him personally, which we don't see very often uh, from Mullen. And so he, Mullen contacts him all the time and, and is trying to get him to flip. So that's that's the interesting thing with his recruitment is that Mullen is kind of taking it by the reins a little bit uh, and, and giving Torian uh, Gray an assist there. We mentioned one guy that's taking visits, a Florida Gators commit that is actually thinking about taking some visits. His four-star wide receiver Leonard Manuel out of Ocala Vanguard has been committed to Florida for a while. I mean, he, he's very adamant that he's solid there, but again, he's taking some visits. I guess what's the latest there, Luke? Yeah, so Leonard uh, gave us the news uh, earlier this week that he plans to take uh, I guess he's got three other official visits that he plans to take. He's already locked in a Penn State official visit in June. He also is in the process of setting a date for an Ole Miss visit. And he also said that Miami, a, a school that he was previously committed to, a school that he recently took an unofficial visit to, will also get an official visit. Leonard also made sure to make it clear that the Florida Gators will get his final official visit. So no matter where he goes and what he does, the Florida Gators are, have that final uh, official visit, that key final official visit uh, in place. And that won't come until later in the process. We're talking December, January, maybe. And so even though he's taking these other visits, Leonard insists that he's solid. The people close to Leonard at, at Vanguard High School say he's solid and that he – Quite frankly, like we mentioned with Odom, he just wants to enjoy the recruiting process a little bit, even though he is he is committed. I guess there is always some concern. You're opening your opening yourself up to be swayed when you take these other visits. But, you know, until then, you know, I, I don't think there's a, a ton to worry about with Leonard as far as possibly flipping. I don't know. You got a guy who's committed twice already and he's not even done with his junior year. I think you have to worry about it some, but I, we both talked to him. You've talked to people close to him. They insist he's solid to Florida. He, he was a regular on campus. Obviously, he's a quick car ride away. He could be there. I, I don't think I'm ready to, to hit the panic button, but, you know, this is a guy, again, who's committed twice. So I, I think actually, you have to definitely keep – or sorry, excuse me, three times. Correct. So, it's three times. Florida commitment. So <laughs> I, you definitely have to keep an eye on him. Yeah, so he, he committed to Tennessee super early, uh, committed to Miami shortly thereafter, and now he's on his Florida commitment. So, yes, three before his senior season, but – you know, I can only go with by what people tell me, and, and there doesn't seem to be a ton of worry as far as him flipping right now. Sure. doesn't seem like there's a lot of worry on Florida's side either. Uh, going into some teammates there, some guys at Vanguard that are also going to take some visits, but we're, we're moving to the 2021 class in uh, four stars, Trevante Rucker and Bryce Langston, uh, two guys that have been committed to Florida for a while. I guess any worry there with those guys, Luke? So there's always going to be worry because both of those guys are, are excellent ball players, and the other top programs in the country are not going to stop recruiting those guys. They're going to make them a priority, especially by Bryce Langston, who I think has the has five-star potential. 
he he's a guy, uh, a big, quick defensive lineman that not only has speed off the edge, but he's strong and can set the edge uh, and, and play play the run. A guy that's going to be highly coveted. Um, so I have no doubt that the Bamas and the Georges and the Clemsons and the Ohio States are going to take a crack at Bryce and try to get him to flip. And Trevante Rucker, uh, quick, shifty little receiver, um, you know, that, that can make people miss in the open field, is a, is a talented player in his own right. And there's going to be plenty of schools coming after him, particularly Florida State right now. Um, so I, there's nothing blatant that says, oh, these guys are about to flip or, you know, decommit or anything like that. But if you're Florida, these are 2021 kids. They have a long time to go in their recruitment. They're extremely talented. Everyone's going to be trying to flip them. So Florida's going to have to continue to recruit them and, and try to keep them keep them in the class. 2021 class has definitely been taking a hit here in the last, what do you want to say, months or so there. So definitely something to worry about there. But, you know, again, these guys are close car ride. These guys were regulars in campus last fall, especially with Leonard Manuel. So, you know, the fall could definitely sway some things that those guys are there, but those guys start taking visits elsewhere in the fall. It's something to watch for sure with, with the, just the sheer amount of time they have left. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They committed so early, you know, that's, they commit so early. They committed during, well, they're sophomores. There's, that's just, it's too long a time to, to be able to say, oh, they're, they're locked in, they're firm. They're going to be good to go, you know? And like I said, they're just too talented. All these other schools are going to be trying to flip them. Absolutely. Uh, finishing up there, right there, and local Gainesville guy, three-star, uh, excuse me, now I guess he's a four-star on the 24-7 sports composite, and uh, Gainesville Eastside quarterback Anthony Richardson. Uh, he's coming off his invitation to the Elite 11 finals. Well, it's been a couple months since then, so he's preparing for that. I guess, what did you see from him out there, Luke? Yeah, I mean, he's a big, athletic guy with a strong arm, needs to improve some consistency as far as passing the ball, and Anthony uh, understands that, spoke with him, kind of about going and, and getting developed by Coach Mullen and what he needs to improve on, and, and let's hear that right now. Dan Mullen has a track record of developing quarterbacks and especially athletic quarterbacks like yourself. How, how do you see yourself growing under his tutelage uh, once you do get on campus? Oh, I see my, myself growing a lot because right now I'm not that well of a polished quarterback. I, I don't think I am. So hopefully when I get there he can – fine-tune some of my mechanics and just help me out and just help me become a better quarterback than I am now. Head into your senior season, what are parts of your game that you want to improve on and get better and see, you know, take take it to a new level? Uh, reading coverages because I'm definitely going to need that uh, at the next level. Just mainly reading coverages and just mainly that's, that's all, just reading coverages because I know once I get there, they're going to like fine-tune me up and help me with that. So just... We've seen your exploits on the basketball court, dunks and block shots and whatnot. That athleticism that you bring to the football field, how does that help you as a quarterback and, and bring a new dimension, a different dimension to the field? Oh, it helps me out a lot because whenever there's like pressure or rush and if we need a first down, I can just use my legs, my speed, and just get around people and just help the team out. So my athleticism... Um, great to have that all right you just heard anthony richardson there florida gators quarterback commit you know this is a guy that fits mullins mold you know he's six foot four 230 pounds a great athlete as we 
kind of discussed there, talking about his bas- his exploits on the basketball court. Um, he's still developing as a passer, as he knows and as he understands he needs to get better at. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does at the Elite 11, where he's going to get intense training over – it's probably about five days so uh, of intense training. And I want to see – what Anthony Richardson, the passer, looks on day one out there to what he looks like day five. Is there improvement? Is it gradual? Is it a great deal? Does he stay the same? Uh, I think that'll tell us a lot about where Anthony is now and where he's trending in the future. Absolutely. You know, a guy like that, really athletic. Every time you see him, he just looks like a Mullen type of quarterback. So I think there's a lot to like about him. And I think he's a guy that if Mullen can get his hands on him, you know, who knows what we'll see from there. Yeah, I mean, the the comparison is Dak Prescott. You know, he, similar size, similar athleticism, and Mullen's just got to get the passing part of his game down, and the sky's the limit for Anthony. We had a busy week on the recruiting trail, or Luke did have a busy week on the recruiting trail. We'll be out there hitting a couple more practices. The spring evaluation period is going to keep rolling on. We've got spring games coming up in the next couple weeks uh, for the high school. So we'll have a lot uh, to bring on the Swamp 24-7 Sports Podcast uh, for Luke, for me. Make sure you drop us likes, five-star review on iTunes. We're on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, And we'll be back to, to bring you some more news. 